Hello and welcome to the latest edition of It's Cricket Show. My name is Hamid and I am here with the latest happenings around the cricketing world. In today's show, I have for you, as promised, some details about the ongoing WT20, yes, World T20 qualifiers. But before I get to that, here are some of the top news stories. First up, let's start with Vijay Hazare Trophy, India's premier domestic one-day competition and a ground for upcoming talent. After many controversies and wet days, thanks to immense rains this year, we at last have the two finalists, both from South India and both have been in terrific form, one being Karnataka and the other one being Tamil Nadu. Karnataka is now on full strength as their players are now back from the international duty and the difference in the quality was apparent on the field as they thrashed Chhattisgarh to reach in the final for the fourth time in the tournament's history, beating them by nine wickets. Padikal and KL Rahul were among the top scorers, while V. Kaushik was the top wicketkeeper for Karnataka. Meanwhile, Tamil Nadu humbled Gujarat and beat them by five wickets to take it to competition's final for the sixth time. Some brilliant bowling from Ashwin and Mohammad compiled with Shahrukh's excellent batting figures made the win look easy in the end. The final will be held tomorrow, which is the 25th of October at 9am provided. There are no surprises by the rain gods. Now let's move on to BCCI. Saurav Ganguly is making all the headlines for the right reasons and he on Wednesday took over officially as the BCCI president. Now remember, uh, his term is very short, one that of nine months since he was a part of administration in the Bengal Association. But that has not dampened his uh, spirits and he has some good plans for his tenure. He spoke at length about his plans on the occasion where he was wearing the blazer which he wore when he was appointed as the captain of Indian cricket team so many years back. He likened the situation to be similar as back then um, because India was back then embroiled in all the controversies, you know, players' corruption charges and fixing scandals and uh, he was the one who took over then and he is adamant that keeping um, everything clean is something which he will be looking forward to during his tenure. His major point of interest will be to make sure that the quality of Ranji tournament, the India's premier domestic tournament, to make uh, to be is well improved and maintained. He also said that he will be fully cooperating with Virat Kohli and making sure he gets what he needs to make this team the best in the world. Now let's move on to some news in Pakistan. PCB has revoked the NOC, that is no objection certificate, given to their players who were scheduled to participate in Dubai's T10 League. This will be a huge blow to franchises of the tournament like especially Kalandars who featured a lot of Pakistani cricketers. PCB uh, says that this decision is in keeping in mind the players' workload and their participation in the nation's premier tournament known as Kaide Azam. This, however, won't affect the retired players like Shahid Afridi and Imran Nazir and also players who had signed with the franchises under development contract. Finally, some news about Bangladesh. Shakib al Hassan called another press conference to state that the players have called off the strike. In the last episode, we had discussed about the demands of the players to BCB and also the intervention of Bangladesh. And after the intervention of Bangladesh's Prime Minister, things took a swift change. Bangladesh Cricket Board has agreed to all the 11 demands of players. The players' remuneration is set to be increased in the next two to three days, and Bangladesh Premier League 
will be back next year in the franchisee format. This is a major win for cricket as we pointed out how low the salaries were and how bad the playing conditions were for the players. This also means that Bangladesh's tour of India should go on as planned. Which by the way, Bangladesh India has released the T20 squad as well as the test match squad for that tour which I'll be talking about shortly. So now that's it for the headlines. Now let's move on to our talking point of the day which is the T20 World Cup qualifiers. So the qualifiers for the T20 World Cup are underway in United Arab Emirates. Lots of buzz around this event. To give you details, a brief, let's start off from the beginning and let's give you all the details that matter. So this basically is the qualification World Cup for the next T20 uh, which will be held in Australia. There are 14 teams participating in this which are divided into two groups of seven teams each. Five teams out of these 14 teams reached, has, has reached courtesy of the previous World Cup qualification. Uh, the remaining teams had to go through their regional qualifiers to make it in these qualifiers. For example, Papua New Guinea has earned their place after becoming the East Pacific, East Asia Pacific regional champion. Similarly, here are how rest of the teams made it. Namibia has made it because they were the African regional champions. Then Singapore were the Asia region champions. Kenya were Africa region runners-up, Bermuda were America's region runners-up, Canada were America's regional champion, Jersey, a country uh, in Europe, were Europe regional champions, Nigeria were the third in the African region. Now, UAE have qualified for this directly as they are the hosts of the tournament. But out of all these teams, I would say Nigeria is the most luckiest since they are the they are only here because New Zimbabwe were disqualified after they were stripped of their membership recently. Um, why they were stripped and how they, uh, what they are doing right now is a story for another day. There are many teams here. Uh, now let's talk about the format. Initially, all the seven teams will play against the rest of the team of the group in round-robin fashion. And at the end of the group phase, the top team from each group will progress directly to the semi-finals. Thus, already assured of qualification for the T20 World Cup. The 5th, 6th and 7th team from both the groups will directly be eliminated. So the fate of the 4 teams from each group will be decided at the end of group phase which leaves us with 3 more teams from each group. Now remember the total number of spots up for grabs are 6 out of which 2 have already been claimed with 4 still available. Now for the 3rd spot, team 2 from group A will battle with team 3 from group B and the winner will take the third spot, while the fourth spot will be taken up by the winner of the match between the third place team of Group A and second team placed in Group B. The loser of these two matches will play the fourth place team of the respective group to decide the final two teams who will be making through. The winners of the crossovers will join the top two teams to play the semis. The losers of the semis will play for the third spot. So a lot is going on here and ICC has probably done this to avoid any dead rubber matches and to increase the fans interested in this tournament. Um, there, are, uh, there are a lot of matches have happened already uh, and since almost four matches are being taken place during uh, a single day, this tournament ends in 16, just 16 days. I'll be giving you a brief uh, look as to how the table stands, current, uh, stands currently in coming episodes. But for now, that's it for today. This is me, Hamid. Signing off from today's episode, have a great cricketing day.